0: This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday, 10 to 2, on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's go back to the ride-hailing fight now. And I think one of the most unfortunate elements of this gong show we're seeing here now is disabled people getting dragged into it. Now, you may have heard that some of the taxi companies have said that they are not happy that they are, required, they are required to provide wheelchair-accessible taxis for their customers, but the ride-hailing vehicles are not. That is one of the primary complaints from the taxi business. As a result, some of the taxi companies have said they will stop subsidizing wheelchair-accessible taxis. They will not give incentives to their drivers to respond to a call for a wheelchair accessible vehicle. Uh, That's a cheap shot, in my opinion. That's a low blow. I think disabled people got nothing to do with this, and they're being victimized and dragged into it. Let's check in with Marco Pasqua now. He's an inspirational speaker, entrepreneur, and an accessibility consultant. I'm very pleased to welcome him to the show. Hey, Marco. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. Thanks a lot for doing this. What do you think of this uh, situation with the taxi fight and ride hailing and disabled people kind of stuck in the middle of it?
1: Well, as soon as I heard, uh, so first and foremost, I'm a person with a disability myself. Uh, I'm a person with cerebral palsy, and I use a manual wheelchair. And, uh, you know, normally I don't like to go to my social media to post about Uh, PSAs or political announcements but the second that I heard this announcement by the uh, Taxi Association um, I knew I had to take to to Facebook and to my other social media platforms and essentially uh, I I just think it's absolutely disgusting to be quite honest with you. Um, At the end of the day the reason why ride hailing exists here in the city to begin with is because we were already fed up with poor service especially as a person with a disability I can't tell you the number of times where I've actually tried to call for a cab and I've even called in advance for a cab Uh, scheduling a cab, saying that I need an accessible vehicle, and I give them a specific time. And the very next day when I'm expecting that vehicle, I'll even call like 15 to 20 minutes in advance of the time I stated, and uh, they'll tell me, oh, um," I'll ask them, is the vehicle on the way? And they'll say, well, actually, no, there isn't uh, one on the way because there isn't an accessible vehicle currently available. And I said, well, what's the point of me calling to schedule in advance if you don't have that? And they said, well, basically, it's just in order to have us know that you need a vehicle in general. But we can switch it to a non-accessible vehicle if you like well that's not the point okay the the truth is is that the taxi organizations in our in metro vancouver have had decades to come to resolutions for better service for not just people with disabilities but people in general they haven't done this and this is now why ride hailing is here so it's too little too late to say that this is the reason why and to drag me and my friends with disabilities into the conversation is absolutely a non-starter and exactly the wrong approach
0: okay but that said The ride-hailing companies are not required to provide accessible vehicles, right? So how would the introduction of ride-hailing be a benefit to disabled people who might might not be able to use the, the vehicles anyway?
1: Absolutely. Well, the onus isn't completely off of um, the different ride-hailing organizations. I will say that um, as a professional speaker, I travel the globe, and I've used Uber and Lyft and other ride-hailing services around the globe. And in other cities where they have eventually introduced um, uh, accessible vehicles, Uber has something called uh, Uber Ways and Uber Assist. Now, these drivers require additional assistance, um, or, sorry, additional training to provide this assistance, and it okay. does take time. Now, given that we've had ride-hailing here in Metro Vancouver, Vancouver, Vancouver for uh, just under a week. It's going to take some time. And so yeah. I ask my friends and colleagues with disabilities, I understand that you shouldn't introduce a program um, at all if it doesn't necessarily have you know that already included and as an advocate for universal design and access for everyone, I can tell you, I hundred percent agree with you. However, I do know that there's an incentive where uh, thirty cents of every ride hailing uh, ride that's going forward is actually being put forward uh, towards developing programs like wheelchair access vehicles. Uh, here in Metro Vancouver, and I hope that Uber and Lyft are listening to this call and that they can fast-track the process so that we're not waiting, because I know that um, other provinces like Calgary, um, they're just introducing uh, these types of services now in Calgary, and um, they've already had the services for uh, a number of years above and beyond what Metro Vancouver has. So think- absolutely, I'm not, I'm not suggesting that they shouldn't have that you know, by the get-go, but at least I know that they're thinking about it.
0: Do you think that ta- the taxi companies in any way have a point, though, when they say, look, we are required as a condition of our license to run a taxi business to make sure that we have these wheelchair accessible vehicles available? I take your point that sometimes you call for one and doesn't show up, but they're, they're still required under their license to have them available. But the, the ride hailing companies are not. So when the taxi companies say they're mad about that, do you think they have a point?
1: Oh, absolutely, they have a point to be mad about that. And yeah. even as an individual with a disability, I'm frustrated about that. Right. But at the end of the day, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the fact that they're literally removing those subsidized vehicles off the road as a bargaining chip to in order to get their way in order for ride hailing to be reversed in the city. And that's neither here nor there. That has nothing to do with whether or not the ride hailing services currently offer those services, although I will say that there should be an adjustment made in the future so that all ride Hailing services when introduced to a new city should have that universal access introduced by default. Because at the end of the day, I'm a person who's able to get out of my chair and transfer and do all these things. But I know many friends who use power chairs and other assistive devices who are not able to make those types of transfers and go into something like, say, an Uber XL or a larger vehicle and just make it work. So, you know, the conversation doesn't end with the taxi companies. And I want to say that not all taxi drivers have I had a negative experience. So I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus i'm just a passionate individual who speaks about advocating towards things that are right and all i'm asking for is equal access for everyone in every capacity and that includes the ride-hailing
0: marco do you think that this uh, maneuver by the taxi companies could backfire on them i mean they're trying to say that why should we go out of our way and and absorb these extra costs to provide these accessible vehicles if the ride-hailing companies don't have to do it and and like you say they appear, they certainly have a point, I guess, in theory. But do you think by saying that, well, we're not going to we're not going to subsidize these vehicles anymore, this backfires on them? I don't see how this gets them any more public support for their cause. I think it might have the opposite effect.
1: No, you're absolutely right. In fact, if they wanted us to overturn ride hailing, what they should have done is the exact opposite of this. They should be introducing more accessible vehicles into their fleet and providing uh, faster and more reliable services. I know that there's alternatives to ride hailing programs, but they've just started to introduce uh, apps of their own to introduce the idea that you can have uh, you know, the reassurance that a vehicle is on its way. Why would you do less of something and expect yeah. to get more? That's just not going to happen.
0: Do you think the government dropped the ball in any way on this? You mentioned that under the terms of ride hailing, as it's been approved in the province, there's a a 30 cent per trip fee that is put into a pot of money or a fund to provide for disabled people access to vehicles. The government really hasn't explained how that's going to work, though. The money is being collected. It's being put in a fund. It's kind of like, well, we'll figure it out later what to do with the money. Do you think that that, a program should have been set up and ready to go on day one when ride-hailing started rolling here in the region, that we'd know exactly where this money is going to go and how it's going to help disabled people? Absolutely.
1: I would agree in saying that I do think that there should be more education and explanation put forward. Um, by the government, but I will say on the aspect of that, that you know you have to understand that this was already caught up in so much bureaucracy just to get ride hailing in general off the ground and I was relieved to hear the day that they finally said, look, we're going to actually make a provincial approach where it's going to have us be able to offer this type of licensing where you don't necessarily have to get a business license in every single municipality in order for ride sharing to be able to exist here in Metro Vancouver. And so for that, I can say that that's really interesting I really hope that we're going to have our provinces back uh, when, they, when they come back and they have a rebuttal to the Taxi Federation saying, look, if there's any cities or organizations that want to overturn this or say that they're not accepting of ride sharing in their community, look, we're doing this for the betterment of our province, for the people who live it. And at the end of the day, everybody just wants to get to the places that they need to get to, whether yeah. it's for uh, live, live, work or play.
0: Marco, thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you so much. Have a great you
0: day. Bet. Same deal. That is Marco Pasqua. He is an accessibility consultant, and as you heard, uh, he's a he's a disabled guy himself. He uses a wheelchair, and he is passionate about this issue. I agree with him. I think that it's just bad public relations for the taxi companies here. I think they've made a strategic error.